The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests, hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast. Maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. Welcome to Media Litter Sandwich. Uh, always talking about media stuff, always talking to creators. We're going to look a little bit different. We're going to look at kind of creator side, kind of just, oh my God, just just having businesses. I've had a lot of busy people on here that, that have their hands in all sorts of pots, but today it's, it's I, I, so Nick, I found you through one thing. I found you through combat boxes and now I have three, six, seven, eight websites up. And I know you have more than that because we didn't even, in our pre-interview, we didn't even talk about the podcast. Yep. So Nick, please introduce yourselves and <laughs> yeah, yourselves. Cause there's multiple of you there. Uh, there kind of has to be, and at least a little bit what you do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like, like Toad said, I'm Nick Valentine. I am a retired U S army veteran. I retired right outside of Fort Hood, Texas, and I still live here. Uh, outside the gates. Um, I have my hands in a lot of things. Uh, I retired, like I said, after I did six deployments, I did the whole hula hula stuff in the military and then got out and kind of wanted to continue to pay it forward. So my first thing that I did when I first got out was uh, I opened up a nonprofit to help soldiers and veterans that live in this community to help their lives be a little easier. Uh, that led to other things because a lot of the businesses that you saw that I opened up is to help feed money into my nonprofit really is what it's for. I don't put any money in my pocket. I hire some people to help run it for me and then the money that I would make, I, I donate it to my nonprofit. So I don't make any money off them. I just use them as streams of income to help support my nonprofit. So that's kind of why I built out as many as I have because I found different venues that gave me different opportunities to do things for my nonprofit. So that's kind of where my heart is. Uh, but I do have Combat Boxes, which is a, it's a veteran-based subscription box service that we provide veteran-owned business products we put out in boxes. Um, I have Sergeant Ritter Spirits, which is my vodka and my whiskey and my bourbon company and my coffee company. Uh, I have Phantom Operation Phantom Support, which is my nonprofit, of course. Uh, I have Veterans Be Real, which is a podcast that I run to help veterans that are transitioning out of the military and kind of helping them get ready to what the transition is really going to be like by hearing from other veterans who've already transitioned out of the military. So they kind of hear their story and kind of maybe see what they might be in, you know, what might be coming for them. Uh, I have a I have a veteran support store that helps sell memorabilia from all the different companies, logo stuff, you know, Sergeant Ritter Spirits or, you know, all that stuff is in my store. I have Phantom Freelancing, which is a business that helps me uh, help find military and veteran spouses jobs like work from home, like call center type work. But they make 10 or 15 bucks an hour working from home so they can kind of control their own schedule and that kind of thing. And then I'm a part owner of an ABA basketball team here in Central Texas called the Texas Nighthawks. I'm one of the owners. And then I have the wholesale liquor company. So uh, where I sell my liquor, I got all my vodka, my bourbon and whiskey and all that stuff on there. So that's kind of what we do. So that's kind of me in a five second nutshell. So. I listened to a couple stories of your podcast. Yep. Very interesting stories. And obviously yeah. you're, you're really deep in the veteran community, or at least you're, you're, you try to be, because there's so much that. stuff goes on in the veteran community because we're, we're all over the place. We're, we're bird poop, ever, you know, but we try not to be treated like bird poop, but we're all over the place. We're bird poop. You can't, you can't walk without stepping, you know, like, oh, that's another veteran. I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> oh, another veteran coffee company all over the place. How yep. do you, which I am kind of 
curious about the coffee. I know there because there's a lot of veteran businesses and a, a lot of veteran coffee businesses right now. So how do you decipher that one? How, what made you go into coffee when you obviously have so many other ventures that you can uh, play with? Well, just because coffee as a soldier, we all know that coffee is kind of a big deal with most of us in the military. It's all that. So um, the big deal with me was I call our, our coffee is called Good Morning Sergeant Coffee. So that's kind of how the twist I took on it was just going to have a, it's a good brand of coffee that comes in. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a tidal wave of, of flavor. We have a lot of a dark roast, a medium roast, a light roast. So it was a whole lot of stuff going on there. So, um, there's a lot going on. Uh, the coffee though is fun because like you said, a lot, there's a lot of veteran business out there that are coffee. Mm. So, uh, and I've known that now that I'm in combat boxes, I've actually got three more coffee companies, I've got stars and stripe. I got, Heart, there's a couple of different coffee companies that are now are now on board with the stars and straight with the combat boxes now, so it's really fun. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, DVRadio.net has his own coffee too. Um, yeah. <laughs> from you, bore. It's a very, it's a very big business. Coffee is a very big business because you know worldwide, it's one of the most popular drinks, if not the most popular drink in the world. So. There's a mm-hmm. lot of branding for it. There's a lot of opportunities to make money off it because a lot of people like coffee. So yeah, I've I've been in talks with another nonprofit, which I'm not going to mention too much today, but uh, they they've done surveys and polls of what people uh, deployed troops want, and coffee usually comes up as like number two or three. Uh, um, it, it's always up there, and the number one thing is something that I'm working with the charity with. So I'm, I'll probably talk about that another time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so why the different branding? I know you use Phantom in a couple of different things, but some of your, some of the the things that you're doing are completely branded completely differently. Well, the Phantom comes from because Fort Hood are called the Phantom Warriors. So right outside the gates of Fort Hood, when I'm working with people outside the gates of Fort Hood, I wanted to kind of have a connection to the base. So Fort Hood is called the Phantom Warriors. So I just did it. Phantom is in our name for the stuff around Fort Hood. Now, Sergeant Ritter Spirits. Sergeant Ritter was a friend of mine who got killed in a motorcycle accident a couple of years ago. He was a good friend of mine. His family and I were close. So I, I named my, my thrift store of my charity after him. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to start my coffee, my liquor coming. I'm going to call it Sergeant Ritter Spirits. And then that's kind of how where that led to. So that's it's still technically kind of connected to Phantom, but it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still branded and sold through Phantom Support and our veteran support store and all that kind of stuff too. So it's there. Um, and of course, you just keep the name veteran things just because that's who I am and that's who we are. So you, you know, you want to connect to veterans. And when they see the name veteran in something, they're like, okay, let me at least look at it, see what it is. Even if I don't like it, at least let me check it out because it might be something that has value to me. So, you know, from a marketing standpoint, I guess it was just more of a kind of a, a tie. Like I kind of look at it like it's a twist tie kind of goes around. So all of them still kind of a little bit connected so I can kind of work them all together. So that's kind of why I went that way. Yeah. I mean, it's good to keep your charity separate from uh, uh, for-profit stuff. I mean, I know you said a lot of the for-profit stuff goes into the charity, but not a hundred percent, right? Because you've got, you got to make a living too. Well, no, it's not even that. I'm not even worried about it. I I got my disability in my retirement. I retired 20 years in the army. So I, I have a check coming in every month that helps me take care of my local bills. Uh, Honestly, I don't take a paycheck from any of those businesses at all. I hire employees, I hire people, and I pay them to make sure they're doing a good job working for me, and I take good care of them so that they continue to be loyal and work for me. I'm one of those type of people that try to take better care of his employees than himself just because I know they're my brand. They're, they're, they're the people that have talked to the customers. They're the people that are doing this stuff. So if I don't take care of them, they're not going to take care of my business. And it's more important for me for my business model and my business persona to be more important than me as a person. So I... I don't take any money from it and it's not because I'm rich and it's because I'm definitely not rich, but I make enough money between my disability check and my retirement check uh, that my family's okay. So, you know, I, I do that. Now 
that doesn't mean I don't take extra money. Like I get people that to pay me to come speak or do whatever, then I take that money because that's directly for me to do something for them. So I get a lot of speaking engagements. I do a lot of stuff like that. So I make a little bit of side money, but I do okay financially. So it's not a big concern for me. You know, it's never has been. So, uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, man. For me, my life's more about having relationships and building and building friendships than it is about having money because money just causes problems. If I have too much money, I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself in trouble or do something stupid, and I just don't want that, you know. Or my wife's gonna do something stupid with my money. So you know, if I don't have a lot for her to spend, she can't spend a lot. So there you go. So just kind of keeps things in rhythm for us. So. <laughs> uh, time management's gotta be gotta be difficult for you. <laughs> How much time do you spend with each company? Is it just building it up and passing it on, or like? A lot, of it, a lot of it, a lot of it, like right now with combat box, I'm still in the build out mode. Right. So, but here in the next couple of months, my hope is that I'm going to hand it off to somebody and then I'm just going to be there for guidance and advice and they're going to basically run it. I'm going to pay them to run it. They're going to get paid to run it. That's what I, and it's their job to run it. You know what I mean? And it's my name, my name's on it. I, and that's good enough for me because then I get that, that uh, recognition for doing that. But, um, yeah, my goal is to eventually hand everything off to somebody. And then I, I also employ somebody. I got a veteran, another veteran employed. They're doing okay financially, so they're good. Their family's good, da da da. So that's my tie into all this. You know, I want to leave this world and leave a legacy behind me, not money. I don't want to leave. I just want to leave a legacy of who we were, what my family was about. You know, stuff like that's more important to me than than finances. But uh, yeah, I mean, my goal is for everyone on my companies, even the, the nonprofit. I've been itching to get out of this nonprofit, not because I don't love what I do, but because I've built it out. It's been going for seven years now, and it's it's as strong as it's probably going to get as far as what I can do for it. Yeah, but to back up, but basically, I'm just looking to start a legacy for my family. I'm not really looking to, you know, to do anything financial. I'm not looking to be a millionaire or seven figures, and that's not that's not who I am. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. more about the relationships I build, the the, the personal the personal uh, relationships I get to build, and and the and the legacy I get to leave for my kids. You know what I'm saying? To say, hey, I'm proud of my dad and what he did, and he didn't, you know, he wasn't necessarily the richest guy in the world, but he did a lot, and made an impact on a lot of people's lives, and made our community stronger. So that's what I really want to do. Yeah. Since we are talking in 2020, I got to bring up coronavirus because that's got to be tough with all the employees and yep. your nonprofit is, I believe, a, a staffing service. Um, can you talk about that and, and, and some of the impacts and, and, and how's it going? Yeah, well, the biggest impact for us is mostly uh, because we, 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 this is a job. A nonprofit is not a job, at least our nonprofit, because we're a physical location. We're not one of those things where you can work from home. you got to be here. So we had to arrange scheduling properly. So we had minimal people here. So everybody was spaced out. You know, we'd have people that were doing downstairs, you know, like work stuff that we done. So we just made sure we did staffing properly. We sat down for a couple of weeks and kind of worked out who's going to be here on what days, who's going to do it. Like I was pretty much here every day, but I'm up in my office and I can shut the doors and stay away from everybody. And then I can just do what I got to do on the computer or whatever. Other people that are downstairs working and doing all the maneuvering and loading and unloading food and all that kind of stuff. We had schedules and then they're here minimal amount of time. They're here. They, as soon as they finish the job, they're out of here. You know what I mean? That kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, and that way we could keep paying everybody. We didn't, we actually, I'm very proud of our company because no one was laid off. No one lost a paycheck. Not one, no one lost even one paycheck from our business. So uh, we, we managed it properly. We, we adapted to the environment and we did what we could to make sure it was best for our, our employees and our staff. And it turned out, it worked out. I mean, things are tight now because things are starting to squeeze now because of what's going on. But uh, we're going to manage through it. I think we're going to be okay. Because like I said, because I don't take a paycheck, that left some buffer in what we bring in. So then we just had to start using some of that buffer to help kind of fill those gaps, but it worked out because that's why I do what I do. So I had that safety net. So that's what we did. Okay. So 
that makes sense because you even brought up budget in that how you uh how you're able to have a bigger budget or bigger uh safety well, net for I make, that i make room in the budget for because i have room in the budget for my salary if i was going to pay myself what i would make really i just don't take that pay i leave it in the bank with the, the business. okay so my three thousand dollars a month or whatever i thought i was worth right mm-hmm. that just stays with the company every month it just rolls over with the company every month it didn't go into my paycheck it just rolled over into our account and then when we needed extra money, it was there. We could use it. And we pulled it out of that. That it was my, my father's my CFO. So he put it in some kind of savings account type of that. And then he would just pull that money. When we needed, he just pulled it in and pay bills or cover. That, that's but, brilliant. Cause that means that you're not, they're not depending on that money if you right. didn't need it or something yeah, because and, we it, and it's able to flex around that. That's, that's brilliant. Well, because here's the way I looked at it too. That eventually I won't be here, but somebody's going to replace me. They're going to want a paycheck problem. So I got to make sure there's Absolutely. a paycheck at least built into the system into our payroll system. So instead of paying me that $3,000 every month or whatever they were going to pay me, we just roll that into that savings account. So mm-hmm. every month, so in six months, there'd be, you know, $18,000 in there for reserve if we needed it because I'm not using it. So yeah. If anyone's listening to this and, 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 and confused by that at all, he is worth something. He's not cheating himself completely nothing. He's just that money is going back into it. Yeah. I'm just reinvesting the money. And that's, and that's wonderful. That, that that's that's brilliant because so many people start companies and, and doing stuff like well I'm just not going to pay myself for now I, my employees are more poor I'm not going to pay at least you you are sort of paying yourself in technically and yeah. then it just gets reinvested right there's an accountability for my pay I just yeah. don't receive the pay it just goes into another account so when yeah. payroll goes out the payroll that would be for me gets moved into that savings account instead of coming into my mm-hmm. checking account it just gets it's put away so that way my company still has access to it if it needs it. So. Yeah, that, that, that way when I do leave, the person that replaces me, there will be a paycheck available for them. They'll be able to jump right in and get that three thousand a month, and then go forward, and they're fine. So that's brilliant. Um, Brilliant's a strong word. I think it was just planning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Simplicity is genius. Yeah, that's. Um, so let's talk about combat boxes, since that's one one of the newest things that that we're doing. Uh, tell us about that for a little bit. All right, so combat boxes. What the reason I did this was because in the vet, and you're in the vet tribe too, I think. So in the vet tribe, there's about fourteen thousand entrepreneurs in there. A lot of those guys and gals have started businesses where they sell a product. It might be coffee, it might be you know keychains, it might be whatever. So I thought to myself, you know, what's a way I could help these guys get their product in front of people and make an impact and hopefully drive more sales to them? And I said, you know what, my wife gets a a, a meta. Um, makeup subscription box every month. My wife and two daughters, my teenage daughters all get these makeup boxes every month that I pay 25 bucks a month for. So 75 bucks. But they get this makeup box, right? And it always has a variety of different types of makeup and stuff in it. I said, you know what? What if I started a subscription box with just veteran-owned brand stuff in there and I get a whole bunch of different veterans that have different items so we can mix it up and kind of make it like a hodgepodge of surprise stuff that everybody gets every month. But be cool because everybody who buys that box knows they're supporting a veteran-owned business directly and it's helping support their business. Plus, it'll drive people to their website so they can go check out everything else they got for sale and whatever so it can build some potential customers for these guys. I said, you know what? I can do this. And I can find a way that's going to help the veteran entrepreneur not put them so much out of pocket that they can't afford this. And then I'm going to be able to support them directly anyway because I'm going to end up buying product from them later on. So I'm buying product from them monthly. So at a minimum, at least they're getting products out the door and they might not be making a big, a big profit off me, but they're getting their product out. So people are getting their product in their hands. So I developed the box and said, Hey, you don't do it that way. And then I, and then we came up with some other ideas for the boxes. We have a couple boxes. Then we have a couple specialty boxes. We have one that's a female heroes box. It's 
all veteran, female veteran-owned businesses. That's all their stuff is in that box. Then we have a collector's box, which is like a collectibles, a box that'll have like figurines or baseball cards or comic books or whatever that people collect, you know, collectible type items. And then we have a nonprofit box. So every month I pick a different veteran nonprofit that $20 out of the $29 sales goes to that nonprofit. So the nonprofit makes 20 bucks out of every box I sell. So I get them to help me sell the boxes so they can raise money for their nonprofit that month. Mm-hmm. There's no cost of the nonprofit at all, really, other than sending me a few. That's a rotating different nonprofit. Right, I rotate the nonprofits every month. It's a different nonprofit, so that way that nonprofit can get out and push the push the boxes and help make some money for their nonprofit. So, but yeah, man. So, so combat boxes has been a really uh, inspirational thing for me, and I get a lot of pleasure out of it because I'm helping these start. A lot of these guys are startup businesses too, so it's really helping them. I mean, you got a box. You did oh, yeah. a box for me. You saw that there was plenty of value in the box for what you spent on the box. There was plenty of so. And I want to do that too, is make sure people get plenty of value in what they're yeah. getting. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a lot of money off it. So I'm not trying to maximize that. I'm trying to maximize getting product in front of you so you can go to their websites and check out their websites. So that's yeah, and I'm absolutely. Doing. And as startups, they, they could use the help, that extra promotion, extra help. Uh, what One thing, and I think I've made, I did do a, a, an unboxing. If anyone wants to go on my YouTube channel uh, and look at that, they can. And I made the comment, I wish there was um, a packing list in it because there were several things that I wasn't sure what company supplied what. Yeah, and uh, that was my mistake because what the plan was to have a packing list in there for everything that was in the box. But my team, God bless their hearts. <laughs> it, it was the first box. For those that don't know, it was their right, very what, first box. That, but that's why, I gave them a, that's why I gave them the freebie on that one. I said, I'm going to let you yeah. go. They being the very first box is very right. impressive. Great right. logos, great, but, you know. Yeah, but they will. So the next month, this month's box will have a printout of everything that's in your box. So whatever you get in your box is going to have a printout with the website, the name of the company, the website, where to find them. So there will be a little sheet in there this time that we'll have because we had okay. it last time. They just forgot to put it in the box. <laughs> I walked in there and said, "Hey, why is this big stack of paper right here with all the inventory right here and not in the box?" They were like, "Oh." and they'd already sealed the boxes they were already outside in the where they were already outside for the post office. i'm like don't worry about it we'll just eat it this time but when there will be a packing list in there next time plus we're putting different promotional cards in there this time too for different cb10 for almost all the websites have a, a discount code it's called cb10 to get a 10 percent discount on their first order if they use that code so we want to make sure that code's in there too so everybody can go to their websites and if they want to buy something they get at least 10 percent off their first order and some of the websites offer a bigger discount but some, most of them are going to be 10 so yeah so yeah, that was one that was one flaw we had, and I kind of got on my team about it a little bit, but I wasn't too hard on because it, it was the first box, and there was a lot. People were freaking out because they're trying to do inventory to make sure because like literally your box, every single person's box, we annotated exactly what we gave you, so we didn't duplicate it into the next month. Oh, good. Which, which was my bigger concern to make sure we did something like that, so like, I, you didn't get the same footy thing next month. Like you need another footy because you're not going to probably use your footies right away. I don't want to <laughs> give you two footies in the first you know first two months. So I had them inventory everything we put in every individual box. And not everybody got the exact same thing. Yeah, I noticed that. I went through so a couple of the videos. and right, because we awesome. had so much of each product. We only, and we had 50, mm-hmm. 59 boxes that went out. I think we only had about 50 of everything. So, you know what I mean? So we had to squeeze it a little bit. Like some people got a hat, some people got a shirt, T-shirt. Or no, I think everybody got T-shirts this time. But like you got a swole hat and some people didn't get a swole hat. They might have got a shot glass or something because it was a value. Mm-hmm. I based it off the value, the retail value driven of it. That's what I was doing. So, but my team did a good job. So I didn't get on them too hard, but I did get on them, but I didn't crush them because I'm like, look, we're all human. But next month, that's got to be the first thing we put in the box next month. We know Because the other thing we're doing too, the other change we're doing to combat box is this, not December box, but the January box, based on the level of box that you ordered, 
Now we're going to email you a list of eight items that you get to pick four or five items out of that list that goes in your Oh, wow. Box. You actually get to kind of shop for what you'd like to have in your box. I don't know if other subscription boxes do that. I know Loot Crate's probably the most popular subscription box, and I think they do something sort of like that sometimes. But, yeah, you don't really hear about that. Yeah, so what we're going to do is email you. So you'll get an email in January, and it'll say, hey, Toad, you're a $19 box, so here's a list of eight items. You get to pick five. So you'll get to pick which five items you want, and then it'll emails us back. It puts it in a spreadsheet for us, and then we just go, to okay, Toad Toad wants this, and boom, boom, we put in your box. And you know what you're getting next month in, mm-hmm. in the January box. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I think we're going to head to because I think a lot of people, because we're our product line, our product numbers are going up now. I'm getting more vendors. Like I got beef jerky coming this month. I got mm-hmm. hot sauce coming. I got, you know, so there's going to be a bigger variety of items. And it'll still be a mystery thing. It'll be, it'll be on a, on a, on a scale, what you want, what do you want? We can't. Well, here's the other thing too. Cause like when we email everybody out, if they don't respond to the email, then they're just going to get a mystery box again. Yeah. But if they want to pick what they want, then they can go pick what they want. And that's what we want to give the, our subscribers the option. Cause we're going to tell them click here. If you want a mystery box, click here. If you'd like to, cause the first thing that goes to is say, Hey Toad, blah, blah. Here, you have the chance, the option this month to do it. So click here. If you want a mystery box or click here, if you'd like to pick your items. So if you click mystery box, it's just going to say, okay, thank you. Your box will be in the mail on the 13th of January, da, 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 blah, blah. And if you click, I want items, then it's going to give you the list and pictures of everything. And you'll be able to see it even go, oh, I want that one. And I want that one. And then boom, oh, it's going to send me, it's going to load it into my spreadsheets. And then we're going to download that before we do your box and load your box with exactly what you asked for. Okay, because we also so- have an inventory of what we have. So like, for instance, we got candles this month, but we only got 55 candles, but we got a hundred people. So there'll only be 50 choices for candles. Mm-hmm. So It'll really depend on what you pick, but see, like I'll have the inventory, so I'll know. So it gets to you, and all the candles are gone. Then the candles won't be an option for you because we'll know they're gone already. But the point is, okay. So be to a I website. Want, that's I want my customers home. to have options. I want my customers to have options. You want a mystery box and be surprised, or you want to pick what you want because you want to give them for gifts or something. So whatever. But we're yeah. trying to work that in now. So hopefully we'll have it ready for the January boxes. So what I would think if I first if I go on on the survey site and like mystery box or pick, I'm like. One thing that's going to cross my mind is if I pick mystery box, is there a possibility I could get a higher value than yes, I would if I pick my uh, my? It's stock? actually going to, it's actually going to say that mystery box entitles you to a random implementation of product going in your boxes. So you can get items anywhere value between five dollars and a hundred dollars. But if you pick your items, you're going to be limited to the picks of the value of the item in their box to get it to your thirty to forty dollars worth of value because of the retail price of it. So that's how, yes, and that's the point. Because I want you to go, shit, I'd rather get the mystery box. I might get a $50 damn cutting board or something in here from, from Bald Ash Woodworks or some shit or whatever. <laughs> Boom. So I'm picking mystery. Because it'll let you go back and say, no, nah, I want mystery. I'm going to let you go back and say, because right when you click the finish clicking your items, like for instance, if you say I want to pick and you pick and then you hit submit, it's a, all right, last chance. Do you sure you want to keep your selections or do you want to go to the mystery box? Oh, that's good. See what I'm saying? So I'm going to make it bounce you around. Like, I'd be bouncing back and forth. Right. You know, like, okay, what, what do I get to pick from? Yep. How much do I want this or do I want to risk it? Yeah. So that's, 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 that's we want to make it kind of like a fun kind of a, cause like I got combat boots jewelry now in my boxes. There's a $50 pair of cufflinks in there. There's 40, you know, so she got some really nice stuff she sent me. So you might get a pair of cufflinks in there if you pick the mystery box, even though that's more than the whole value of your box because it's worth 50 bucks right off the top. You right. might get that in your box with a hat and a shot glass and something else. So you might get an eighty or hundred dollars worth of stuff for a twenty nine dollar box, versus, you know, 
if you pick your items, you only get the shot glass, this, this, and this, that's it. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tempt people, kind of make it like a behind door one, behind door two kind of thing, you know, what do you want to do? So we're gonna make it kind of fun, and I think that that gives our customers a feel like they're actually involved in it too, so it makes them feel like they're, they're more part of it, so. Yep. All right, so let's talk about your podcast for a second. Sure. Do you have external, uh, I, now I'm curious if you have external sponsors, or you're like, okay, I'm sponsored by, okay, which one of my companies I'm gonna read off right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, so how does that get going? Like the networking, the choosing the topics, even though I know usually it, it, it's similar topics. Well, for my guests, like like I said, the first I picked the episode. What we're doing, we're talking about military transition out of the military. So when I interviewed my when I reached out to all my guests, I said, "Hey, listen, now what I want to talk about is your time in service. Then I want to talk about what it was like for you to transition out, and then any hardships or challenges you ran into when you got out. Like I had some guys on there, they were homeless for a little while. One guy was a, got turned to drugs, and another guy, but then they talked how they got through it though, and then where they're at now in their life, and the kind of so because I wanted these guys who are getting ready to get out of the military to realize it's not as simple as you think it is. Like you're just going to be one day you're in the army, one day you're not in the army, or one day you're in the military. Mm-hmm. When it's not that fucking simple. Your life changes. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a significant option to mm-hmm. say. I'm going to be in this lifestyle one day and then this lifestyle another day. It just doesn't work that way. So yeah, I was watching a parody, uh, you know, a comedy video and they said the difference between the mar- Marines and all the other branches is Marines already prepare you to be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Marines already prepare you to be <laughs> So yeah, so they're good. But so our podcast is primarily based. I built it because of me being a veteran and all time. And, and I was a first time right before I got out of the army. Uh, and a platoon sergeant and all that stuff. So I had a lot of soldiers coming all the time about all these different problems about, hey, I'm getting out or I'm getting med boarded or whatever. And we talk and I'd be like, well, what's your plan? I'm like, well, I don't really have a plan, Sarge. I'm like, well, shit, so that's going to be a problem. you got to have a plan. I'm just like anything else. you got to have, before we deploy, we have an op order. When we're deployed, we have op order. I mean, that's why you have orders. And that's yeah, why you time to make a plan. I literally got, from the time I got back from my second deployment to when I was out the door was about five days. Yeah. That, did, that was said, it. I, I didn't even get a I didn't even get a medical uh, uh, right. examination or nothing. Yeah, they didn't do you right at all. Because see, here's the thing. I'm also I'm talking to Congressman Williams and, Con- mm-hmm. and Senator Buckley right now in my in my area right here about I'm trying to come up with the military. All branches of the military have to conduct what what I'm calling the reboot. So it's like basic training, but it's backwards. It's reboot. So instead of boot camp, it's reboot. Because now we have to turn you into civilian and get you ready for civilian. So I'm trying to turn it into like a six-week, four to six-week mandatory thing that every soldier, sailor, marine, coast guardsman, and airman have to go through before they get out of the military to prepare them to get out of the military. And I'm looking at having to do it six months before the separation date. They have to go through this course. So that way they have the last six months to kind of prep and do what they got to do. But they have to, it's like literally going to base training. They're going to send them somewhere, and they're going to be in that thing for six weeks, four to six weeks drilling into them about what it's really like to be a civilian, what it's really like to be, well, how you really need to write a resume, not just get a good resume. You got to take all that terminology from the military out of your resume. You got to, you have to sell yourself in your resume, not what you've accomplished. You have to sell what you can do for the company you're going to. You know what I'm saying? So there's a whole lot of, yeah. That's why I think a reboot could get our minds back to being civilians versus being a soldier. Yeah. Is, that, is imperative. So tough. The, the first real job I got when I, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I, I think I paid the foreman like 250 bucks to get on the crew. Uh, and that's how I got my first real job, you know, you know, steady job out of the Marine Corps. And, and I still got, it's difficult. It's difficult to get into it and realize what you're supposed to do. I even had someone in the soldier come, oh, I got a job lined up. So I'm like, what are you going to do? I'm going to be working for my dad. I said, well, that's not a job then. Actually, you're going back to work for your dad. You might as well just call him and live at your dad's house. I mean, that's not a, I got it. It's a job. Mm-hmm. And you get, 
but that's that's not you being a man or you being a soul, you know, you being you need to make sure you're ready for yourself and you're prepared for yourself. Like I had a wife and kids when I got out, you know what I mean? So you have that, you got a responsibility of things in life. So and, and I said, well, you're I said, okay, you're a single soldier. Yeah, you can go work for your dad and live in your mom's house, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But what if you were married, had kids? You know what I'm saying? Blah. Mm-hmm. So it's just a thing that I think the military does us an injustice by the way they separate us. Cause like you said, I had so many soldiers would get back from deployment and like a week or two later, they were out of the army. And I'm like, wait a minute, shit, there's no way that kid even got a chance to get his head wrapped around being back from Iraq yet. How the hell did you yeah. get I, I didn't even get like that, that, that 96 or whatever to go home. I actually went and took uh, the courses, the courses that you're supposed to take out on that weekend and stuff. Because I was like, my, my date's right around the corner. I can't even go home. I got to get, I got to start these courses now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's asinine to me that the army, because see, that's why I tell soldiers all the time. I said, look, when I got out of the army, I retired. So I had all, I had a lot of time. I was a senior mm-hmm. NCO. So I had plenty of, my Sergeant Major's like, yeah, Nick, go, go Valentine, go do whatever you got to do. Just call and check in. I'm like, all right, Sergeant Major, blah, blah, blah. So I had a little bit more because I was a more senior person, but those little E4s and E3s that are getting ready, they're just basically kicking them out. Those poor oh, I was yelled at. I I, I had guy. I never even knew he would be like, no, you need to be at work. You're the only guy here with a forklift license. Like I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be getting checked yeah. out. I can't be I'm working for you. Yeah. Like I couldn't yeah. even go home and get my car. I didn't have no time. And, and, and he, he refused to let someone drive me around. I was like calling up my civilian friends and, and to come on base and give me a ride because yeah, I had nothing. And that's my big thing that I'm trying to get this congressman to understand is that we cannot treat somebody who served their country like that. In such disarray when they get out of the military, they shouldn't have that taste in their mouth that they were just shunned and spit and then kicked out. They should be treated with respect all the way to the last day they're in the military when they're handing their DD-214 their flag. They should feel respected all the way through it. So if we make this course and we do this, this automated thing that they have to do, then we can control that environment. So we can make these soldiers get out of the military and have a better taste in their mouths and better whatever. But because right now you're just kicking them out and they're just, they're out mm-hmm. and then they get out of the military and they're pissed off. Yep. And then they start getting in trouble and they start doing shit because then they're water on the chip on their shoulder. Like somebody owes them something because they're a veteran now and they feel, op- they feel entitled versus, appreciated so they start doing stupid shit getting into drugs getting into fights at bars you know talking shit to people and and i said that's not the image we need to have as a military veteran community because then the veteran community has to fight with that now because that's not who we are yeah we're better than that but because of the way this kid was treated when he got kicked out he's that idiot now so we got to fix that so yeah yeah, it's great that you're tackling that on. It sounds like you're doing more than just. Yeah, and I'm getting ready to have. To, you know, they're going to be on my podcast too, Congressman Williams, and and I'm going to have them on my podcast talking about the transition out of the military for soldiers and how inadequate it is, mm-hmm. how unfair it is for a lot of guys. Because, like I said, like a guy like me was a senior NCO, and I had all kind of time, and they were because they they couldn't talk to me like that because I wouldn't let them because I was already. But guys like you that were just E three or E four, whatever that got back from it, and then they're like, "No, fucker, you're going to be here because you got the like you said, I got the forklift like your ass at work then." Well, hold up, son. I got to clear. I got classes I got to go to to teach me to get ready to be out of the military. What are you talking about? Go find somebody else with a forklift license. You know what I'm saying? Go go ahead, go somewhere. To, but see, that's how you treat young soldiers because you don't know that you're you're actually entitled to go into those things. You're just like, all right, sergeant, and you show up and do what you're supposed to do because you're still a good soldier, a good marine, and you're just doing your job. But that's the inappropriate way to do it. It's not the right way to do things, and we need to fix it. So we got to protect these soldiers that are getting out because we got to prepare them to be better civilians and better people in the community. And if they're angry and pissed off at the world because of the way the army military treat them before they got out, 
they're not going to be useful to anybody. So. Yeah, and they'll treat somebody the way they were treated because they thought or that th- yeah, they thought worse. that's a way or worse because they well, that's how hazing starts. Right. You know, that's whole, that's whole drill sergeant mentality. Like I got out, I was now I could be the drill sergeant even though I was only a PFC or whatever. Now, but they don't know that, so I'm just going to be the asshole drill sergeant kind of attitude. And then, but that's where it goes. You know what I'm saying? And soldiers, and they deserve better, man. We deserve better. All people deserve better when they they separate from any job, especially the military, because. You put your life on the line for everybody, so they should treat you better. So, yeah, yep. or just treat you like a normal person, and then we'll in our mind you're treating us better. <laughs> and you're just treat, you know, just like a human being. People. You're not a fucking piece of material. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh man, where what questions do you not get that you wish you were asked? Because you talk to a lot of people, you have employees stuff, and I'm sure you get a lot of the same questions. What's something you wish uh, uh, um, that people would ask you more about? I think the biggest thing for me is why I want to do what I do and why I do it mm-hmm. the way I do it. I think that's my biggest thing. People don't ever really ask me that. People were a lot like, lot like kind of like your response, like, wow, really, you do that? But, and it kind of throws you off because when you're talking to me, you're not going to follow through on that because you're just like, man, this guy don't take a paycheck. You don't do this. Like, why wouldn't you do that? You know, so I, I think, honestly, for me, from where I sit, I think that's what opens your relationship up when you really get to know somebody is when you really know who they are as a person and why they do what they do with their, even with their family or their, their business or whatever. When you ask why, and I know as a soldier, we also don't ask why to do your tools. So it's, it's, that's another part of being hard that way. But for me personally, I think I like, I'd love to have people ask me why I do what I do the way I do it. I think that's the yeah, man. You got kids. You you, you yeah. could be paying for for their their newest car or whatever. You know. Well, my kids are gonna earn their shit just like I did mine. But they, <laughs> yeah, I bought my first car, so yeah. But um, and my kids all know that already. I said they want a car. They're gonna they're gonna pay for half it, and they're gonna pay for half their insurance and all. So yeah, already- but a granddaddy gotta spoil the grandkids. Yeah. Well, I I ain't gonna be a granddad for a long time. My youngest son okay. is nine, and my oldest is, my oldest just turned twenty one, and. He is in no hurry to get married, so I'm not worried about that. My daughters are both teenagers, so I still got it four or five years before they do something stupid. Okay, so so it'll be a while before you settle on that role. Well, I'm I'm, I'm praying. I'm You're praying. praying. <laughs> for me, that, I think that's the biggest thing for me is that people ask me why I do what I do, and, and or why is that your thought process, or why do you think that way? Because I think part of our society, we get in this whole entitled feeling, or this this entitlement feeling, or this chip on your shoulder feeling, versus. I do it because I just want to be a good human being. I want to be a good person in my community. I want people to remember. I want to have a legacy of value that was worth people. That people are valued. Like people that know me, like here at the charity, when they come to the food pantry, when they see me, they're excited to see me because of what I provide and help provide them for their families. It makes their family better. It makes their life better. And they're super excited to see me and they want to say thank you and they just want to hug you or whatever. So that's the, that's the leaving legacy that I want to leave behind is that's the type of human being I was and the type of father I was and the type of husband I was and the type of brother or friend or whatever. So people know that I was that kind of guy that they could count on or something, you know, cause we're not all going to be around forever. So yeah. um, but your legacy can live forever if you do it right. So um, I, I got one more question and then we could, we could wrap up here. Yeah. Networking. It has to be a huge part, part, part of your charities, part of getting things together, you know, cause you're not just networking with, uh, uh, um, with other business owners of one nature. It's, it, it's, it, it's right around. How do you make the connections you're making to do what you do? Well, I, and you can I, apply that to any brand or multiple of your brands. Cause I know, I, know it's different I, I apply it to my life because what it did was I said, I said to myself, what's the best way for me to meet the most influential people in this city? 
the Rotary Club, the BNI groups, the Lions Club, you know, all these different. Clubs. I said, you know what? And I would just started talking to people. Hey, are you in the Rotary? Club? Yeah. Hey, could you invite me? Can I go? And that, and I got myself in the door. Now I'm in the Rotary Club. I'm in the Lions Club. I'm in the BNI groups. I'm in all. This. And then my network started to expand and started to grow. And, started, and then that's what it is because. 100% is what I tell veterans when you get out. The most important thing you're going to do for the rest of your life is build your network. Whether they're close, whether they're work networks or their personal networks or whatever. But your network is your most valuable. Like I tell people all the time, I'm not a millionaire, but I'm a billionaire when it comes to relationships. I don't have a million dollars, but I have a billion dollars worth of relationships. A billion dollars worth of relationships. Easy. Because I can reach out to anybody right now. I can pick the phone up. I can pick my cell phone up right now. And I could call somebody and they would write me a check for 10 grand in an hour, in, in 10 minutes if I called them and I needed it because that's the type of relationships I have with people. So that's what I know in the back of my mind. That's why in the back of my head, I know, okay, my, my, my nonprofit's safe all this because I know I can reach out to people and they're going to be there because they believe in me because they know who I am and they believe in what I'm trying to do and they believe in my mission and they're going to support me if they can do it. So if that guy could write me a check for 10 grand, he would write it for me. And I know that. So I tell everybody who's listening to your podcast, I said, the most important thing in life other than your family is your relationships with your, with your network. You have to build a network. You have to have people that you can trust and know that are around you that you can count on to be there for you if you need them. And that's what it is. So. I really appreciate that. Um, Feel feel free to promote anything you want to promote right now. Like I'm not going to limit you, man. (laughs) I don't really need, I'm not a big promoter guy. So listen, we talked about a lot of it today. So if you're interested in it, I'm sure total put the the links in the, in the meeting notes or the show notes later, you can check out the websites. But I think the most important thing is if you, if you really want to know, I'd really love for you to go to my nonprofit, see what we do for the soldiers and veterans. And if you really feel like supporting some veteran families and want to help, you know, make a donation, that's the biggest thing I would ask you to do because every nickel that I raise helps me take care of every $20 I get donated. I can feed a family for a week. So it makes a big impact for what I do. Yep, I'm I'm copying all the websites right now, so they'll all be in the descriptions. If it's YouTube, it's down below. If you're on Spotify or whatever podcast app, it it should be in the description. Uh, um, and and you'll have a lot of pod, you have a lot of links to go through. And uh, I look forward to uh, trying the whiskey. Um, I will be that is a website I'll keep my eyes on. Um, <laughs> once I get that license, I'll reach out to you and let you know, and I'll send you a bottle. Oh, appreciate it. I've been, uh, I, I've been diving, uh, uh, back into cigars. I'm in a new cigar club and stuff. So, so I, I'm looking for, I, bur- I, I got a bourbon too. I, that's blood cool. of your enemies. It's called blood of your enemies. <laughs> I want it. I, I, I have a, I have a great skull cup. I will drink it out of, uh, it's uh I love label. filling it up with, with it's a skull label too. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'll send you the link later, but I'll square you away with it, brother. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Media Layer Sandwich on a ton of podcast apps or medialayersandwich.com. Want to know more about me? Toten.com. I'm um, on a bunch of different websites, things, Amazon Music now, Amazon, you know, all all the Spotify's, all that good stuff. Uh, Also still on YouTube, looking at a couple other video sites too, like Rumble. Not sure if I'm if this video is on there or not, but I know I'm going to be putting a few more videos on that, see how that goes. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed our discussion and may the algorithms be in your favor.